Welcome to the Free Life Agents Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a lifestyle they never need a vacation from. Here's your host, Kobe Zen. Hey guys, uh, and welcome back to the Free Life Agents Podcast. Um, and today we're having a guest on the show who is uh, a really a specialist and an expert, in my opinion, on building a good and cultivating a good mindset, a strong, positive mindset, um, not just as a, an agent, but as an entrepreneur in general and as a, just an overall human being. So this person, this individual is a certified coach uh, with the John Maxwell team. And uh, he also has a lot of experience in helping other people uh, just cultivate a strong mindset. And he has some, uh, I believe, some interesting things to share about uh, leadership and uh, different ways to grow a business and an organization as well, which I believe is really relevant coming into what many agents uh, and many, many business owners to believe as a, uh, a potential housing market crash or a, or a market shift, uh, if you will, um, coming up here. But without further ado, I do want to bring on my guest for today, Steve Louie. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Kirby. I'm, I'm so grateful to be here and, uh, if I may just take a minute, I, I want to say thank you, Kobe, for the work you are doing uh, within the EXP space, EXP space, but also within the whole uh, real estate area. And I also want to thank the listeners uh, for a couple of things. Number one, I want to thank you for carving out some time uh, for this podcast. And secondly, I want to thank you for the difference you are making in the world. Uh, Backing up just a little bit, I know you have, everybody has lots to do with their time every day. There's more things we could do uh, than we can often fill in. But you're using this time to build yourself, build your skills, uh, build your expertise, and that's one of the best investments you can make in yourself. I also want to thank you for the impact you're having on the community and the world. I think the entrepreneurs are the backbone of society and of uh, the economy. So I want to thank you for that. And I'm looking forward uh, to this time with you with Kobe today. So thank you, Kobe. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks, Steve. Thanks for the uh, the compliments and the uh, and the kindness that you've just shared. Um, you know, I'm really glad that you think that and, um, you know, that I am uh, making making a difference and not <clears throat> just making a difference in my own mind. But yes. <laughs> uh, we're definitely going to get to that today. But uh, thank you, Steve, for that. And then, um, you know, if you will, uh, just if you don't mind, uh, for, for those who are listening to the show and, you know, might not be familiar with who you are and might not be familiar with, you know, potentially your background and how you came up into this like personal development space, would you mind kind of like introducing yourself a little bit? I, I usually like to do that where the, the guests sure. introduce their background, however they like. Absolutely. So uh, my background has uh, been sort of a zigzag and, and through a lot of things. Most of my business career has been uh, in the entrepreneurial sector uh, and or small business. I have ventured into some, some into the corporate arena. Uh, also have my real estate license. I'm still licensed as an agent, uh, but somewhere way back in probably in the 90s, 1990s, that's how old I am. Uh, I found that I was always uh, drawn towards helping other people in some way, uh, helping them to uh, uh, apply principles to their life that would help them to achieve a higher level. Uh, in the early 2000s, a friend said, hey, you ought to look into coaching. And I thought, well, what's coaching? And I don't want to get into sports. And he explained to me what it was. And I started looking at it. At that time, there was a fellow by the name of Thomas Leonard who uh, developed Coachville and uh, Life, I think it's called the uh, uh, Coach University or something like that. He since uh, passed on. Uh, but that was where my foundation was. I also was exposed to uh, Zig Ziglar and was able to do some training and mentoring, mentorship under him. Um, and then with the John Maxwell team. So my passion is helping people to take what are often presented as principles but to translate that into action they can implement into their daily life. Uh, so I've done that in different environments over the years. I've done that in the area of the service business through the janitorial industry primarily. I've also done that in the uh, business world through uh, managing or supervising a paint department in a furniture, furniture factory years ago. 
um, and in the corporate arena in the healthcare industry, uh, and also in the nonprofit sector. So what I'm finding is that these skills of implementation are transferable. And as you mentioned, Kobe, a lot of this has to do with our mindset, our values, our belief system, our, our why we're doing something. And, uh, you know, if a person doesn't have a, a strong enough why they're doing something, they may say, well, I want to do this. I want to get into real estate because I can make a lot of money. Well, that's not a good enough reason just to make a lot of money because there are a lot of people who make a lot of money and they're not happy. Uh, they think, well, is this all there is to it? You've got to dig deeper to know why is it, you know, this is a great vehicle, real estate, real estate is a great vehicle, but why, what is it that's driving you that will keep you going even when things get tough? And it's got to go beyond just making money. There's, there's an underle underlying level uh, of stuff why you're doing that. And if you are clear on that in your own mind, you're able to uh, withstand all the uh, challenges that will come your way in any business. So anyway, long-winded answer, but I'll, no. I'll stick with it. <laughs> no, that's not a long-winded answer at all, uh, Steve. I think that's, uh, it's, you know, you have a very kind of like a very, every variety of a background, right? I think that's, <laughs> that might be a weird way of saying it, but you, that means you have a, you have a, you have a background in a lot of different, different areas and a lot of different aspects, uh, and even in corporate as well. I think that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to, to, to ask you is, you know, you've been in the corporate uh, corporate arena, kind of managing uh, managing teams, and then you know, r running kind of like corporate different corporate divisions, and then you've also been in the entrepreneurship space. And like you just said, you know, mindset's really important for an entrepreneur to you know be able to succeed, especially pushing past uh, you know pushing past adversities because they have a big why. So from just from your personal experience, I mean, you know, how has that kind of been? Uh, kind of been different between working with corporate and working with, uh, you know, just coaching other entrepreneurs? And then have you been able to take anything that you've learned, you know, I guess, managing, managing in corporate, uh, you know, to what you teach entrepreneurs today? Absolutely. And uh, it is so transferable. Personally, um, entrepreneurs are my people. Um, yeah. uh, what frustrates me about the corporate sector is uh, employees are not individuals. They're there to fill a space, a position, to accomplish a job. Uh, and even though they may promote a lot of corporate culture, how that plays out in reality is, is not the same. Uh, they, they may say, yes, we want you to have work-life balance, but we also expect you to be here 80 hours a week and, uh, you know, say goodbye to your family. So I find the, the boxiness, I guess, of the corporate arena is very frustrating to me. Uh, if I'm in the corporate arena, I'm supposed to run these tests to tell you, okay, Kobe, this is what your profile says. So this is what we're going to, where we're going to put you and we expect you to form in this manner. Oh, and by the way, we have all these metrics that are impossible to meet, but, we're going to give those to you. And if you meet them, we'll give you a 25 cent an hour rates. Uh, in the entrepreneurial realm, uh, it's more free flowing. If you're a solopreneur, you wear all the hats. You have to do everything. Uh, and that's, that's okay for a while, but you don't want to stay there. Uh, one of the keys is as an entrepreneur is we have to grow and uh, we have to be able to handle that growth. And we can get into that a little bit more as we talk about uh, the primary leadership law. But I, th I think the key, number one, I would, I would tell a person, any individual I'm working with is, you know, I would probably ask, are you happy and why or why not? And if you're in the corporate arena and say, well, you know, I've, I've got this great job. It's, it's very prestigious. I make good money, but I, I feel like I'm going to throw up every Monday morning when I to get up and go to work. And I'm, I'm just living for when I get off and I can be with my family and do what I really enjoy. And while I'm at work, I'm, I just have to be a machine and nobody interacts with me and I'm just miserable. I'm thinking, well, we need to find something else for you to do that's more in line with your passions, 
your purpose, your vision, your values, your, uh, your driving motivation that you look forward. Monday's your favorite day of the week because, hey, I get to go do what I love. And uh, I love being with my family, but I love being out here and, and contributing, contributing to society and adding my gift, my uniqueness uh, to the world. And I think that's what we're all made to do. Uh, Kobe, I'm a person of faith. I believe we're here for a reason. I, I think none of us are an accident. I think everyone has a specific purpose that no one else can quite fulfill in the same capacity, that you bring a unique flavor to that. And if you don't show up and contribute that unique gifting, we're going to miss out. Uh, now, if, if you're in Houston, as you are, and I'm in North Carolina, I may not miss out as much one-to-one -one if I don't see you every day at you know Starbucks or the restaurant. Uh, but if you're not doing what you're designed to do, there's a void that's left in this world and we suffer. We may not know why, we just know, you know, something's just not quite right. And we're not sure why, but if we were to have enough knowledge, we'd figure out, oh, the missing piece is Kobe's not doing what he's supposed to do. And so er everything else is a little bit off kilter. I mean, we're doing pretty good, but you know, we're not as, not a hundred percent because this individual is not showing up like they're supposed to. They're, they're trying to be something they're not and who, who they are. So um, again, I, I think I took a tangent from where we originally started from, but uh, that's my passion is helping people to unlock their purpose and then to step fully into that and to develop those skill sets to show up every day and, and to win, not just for themselves, but for the people they're serving. Yeah, no, definitely. And and don't worry about, uh, don't worry about, uh, you know, going on a tangent or not. This is a, this is a podcast. So this, this is what we, this is what we like is that we bring on uh, experts in our, in our, in different industries. And then we, uh, you know, we, we just have them share their knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm just here as a, as a, as a guide, essentially to, to guide the conversation, move it forward. Mm -hmm. But um, I love what you said, right? So, you know, it, and it, it's, it's interesting what you said, you know, about corporate, and how in the corporate world, a lot of people are, they don't know their purpose. And an employee is kind of just treated as, you know, like a statistic or an asset of the business, essentially. That's that's what we hear of a lot, right? It's an employee mm -hmm. is just an asset of the business. You kind of learn that, you know, like basic economics one-on-one or, or something like that, right? But mm -hmm. and what's interesting about that is a lot of corporate divisions um, are, you know, corporate is just like a, a, a term for a, a big company, right? It's just mm -hmm. a term, right? But it, what's interesting about that is, big companies are started by entrepreneurs who don't think that way, who, you know, they, they don't like that, right? They don't, that's why they became an entrepreneur in the first place. But as the business grows, it, it becomes corporatized, you know, you know, big companies <clears throat> go, go public. And then, so, I mean, like that's, that's again, that's, I think is a very interesting point that you brought up because, you know, do you, you know, do you see a way for, you know, an entrepreneur to grow their business, but be able to avoid that kind of, you know, corporatizing their business because eventually somebody, you know, we're going to have to hire staff, employees, different divisions and departments are going to open up. And then as we do that, as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, it, they're going to get further and further away from your control and your vision. So what, what's like, I guess, like, what's like your, your tip to maintain that vision, not just within yourself, but within your, you know, within your entire organization as well. Sure. I, I think one of the keys and, and I want to say this as well. If if a person is working in the corporate arena, then maybe they're working a, a job they don't particularly like, but they're doing it because they want to provide for their family. That's a very noble why. And so sometimes we do things in life where uh, we're not fulfilled as much as we would like, but we're providing for our families. And that's a very valid why to have. And so I'm, I'm not saying go quit your corporate job and be irresponsible. Uh, because there is that role. And I'm not negating or playing that down at all. Um, but there is opportunity if you're unsatisfied and you're working to provide for your family, your loved ones, whoever. You keep doing that, but you still have some spare time instead of just vegging out from the TV. Uh, invest or on social media. Use that time to invest in a business, invest in your skills, so that you can be again 
fulfilling that which you really long to do. Uh, now, to get back to how a, a uh, owner, entrepreneur who transitions into a corporation, I think what happens, and it's true, we have to hire people, we have to grow, uh, because we'll never be able to reach beyond a certain level if it's just us. It's still important that the owner, in my opinion, doesn't isolate themselves from their people and from the, the businesses. So too many times, owners kind of get that every ivory tower mentality and and they're away from the day-to-day -day operations. Doesn't mean they have to be on the the floor producing the widget or whatever it is, but just you know maybe walking through the building and talking to the employees and hey, how's it going? Uh, I, I think a great example of this would be uh, Southwest Airlines with uh, Herb Geller, I believe his name is, how he, for years, he would be out there with his people. He would be on uh, Thanksgiving, he'd be out on the ramp helping loading suitcases for a couple of you know, hours or whatever. He'd be, uh, you know, interacting with the people. So they, they loved him. Another example comes to mind, uh, one of my favorite stories, this happened up in the Northeast many years ago. There was a textile plant that was owned by an owner who was getting ready to retire. And uh, right before Christmas, there's a huge fire and it burned the plant down. And so he had a choice. I mean, he could take the insurance money. He was at retirement age. He could just go travel the world and live on a beach somewhere and take care of his family. But he didn't do that. Uh, what he did was, even though the plant was burned down, he did a couple of things. Number one, he, he began rebuilding the plant because he thought the people in the community need to, the jobs. The second thing he did, he paid them, uh, continued to pay them their weekly salary and a Christmas bonus because they thought they want to celebrate the holidays with their families and, um, and, and, and paid them until he opened the, the plant and they came back to work. Now this was, uh, in union territory where you're supposed to only work so many hours and get so much. Well, these people love the owner and they were putting in way more time because they knew that his, uh, he cared for the people, not just for the money. And it was more than just a, we're producing this and I'm making lots of money. It was reproducing this product that will serve people. And we're helping the individuals of the community to provide for their families. So, if you were working for this man and he's been paying you while you can't even work and he rebuilt the business so you could have a job to go back to, uh, I'm thinking if it were me, you wouldn't be able to drive me away. It's like, if this guy needs me, I'm here because he was here for me. So I think if an entrepreneur can kind of keep that mindset of being connected in some way to his people and to the business, rather than being isolated through levels of, uh, of bureaucracy, bureaucracy, that's that's key. Uh, and also key is, is remembering why you're doing it, that we want to serve people and how it is we're wanting to serve people. And that it's, it's, it's never just about the money. Money is great, we need it. It's a necessity, the more you have, the better it is. But also the more you have, the more you can do to help other people. So just, maintaining the proper mindset exactly i love that i love that you uh that you said that because um you know i think it's uh i've heard somewhere and i definitely agree with this is that you know what we do is like what we do and the the actions that we take that's the that's the cause and then you know having the the material you know <clears throat> having the material gains the the money whatever money we buy uh that's just the effect, right? So if you focus on the effect, then, you know, there's, you, you forget about the cause. And then you feel like you said earlier, you feel a void in your life, right? So you're, you're not necessarily, there's, there's a lot of people, and I'm sure you know, a lot of people as well, maybe personally, maybe just from, you know, the world who, who make a lot of money, but they're <laughs> very unfulfilled and uh, unhappy. Uh, mm -hmm. and you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, right. That's, that's kind of like the, the price they paid for it. And it, it was too big of a price essentially. So it was, they, they paid more than the money with that was actually worth, <laughs> which is sure. an interesting way to think about it. But 
let's talk a little bit more about, you know, the importance of mindset, right? That's, that's a point that we keep bringing up and, you know, going into potential, you know, adversarious situation <clears throat> for a lot of real estate agents. I think the biggest factor, the most important thing that they have to think about is their mindset, not cultivating a new skill set. I mean, obviously that's going to be important, but like <clears throat> the fundamentals behind, I think success and failure, being able to push past the bad times versus just riding on, on the good times is, uh, is your, um, you know, your mindset. So, you know, mm -hmm. can you just uh, touch a little bit more on that and, you know, what your thoughts are on that as well? Sure. And, uh, so we're, we're at a time, uh, it's a cycle and, and in real estate and everything, there are always cycles. And if you think about the housing market, there have been multiple times in the very recent past, in the 70s and the 80s, uh, in the 2000s, where the market kind of shifts. It goes from being a buyer's market to a balanced market to a seller's market to the, the prices are really high and now the prices are really low. Um, I think as far as mindset, one of the keys I would I tell anyone in real estate is, uh, number one, don't pay attention to the news media. Uh, the news media is there to shock and scare and get you to eyeball their whatever they're saying so that you'll see their ads. So ignore the news media. Uh, as an agent, you're not a victim of what the news media is saying. You can actually create the news they're reporting if they're willing to report it. You have the power as an agent or as an investor in real estate to go out there and make things happen regardless of what the doomsayers are saying. You don't have to pay attention to that. In fact, I would encourage you not to listen to it because if you do, you're going to do like so many agents do. You're going to give up. You're going to sit out and say, well, I just wait. I'll go work at McDonald's, Walmart until everything settles out and I come back in. That's, that's absolutely the wrong thing to do. Uh, while everybody else is running and hiding, this is a time you need to dig in and go for it. Um, Zig Ziglar says business is never good or bad out there. It's good or bad in here and inside our own mind. Uh, I think Mike Ferry says, who's a, a real estate trainer, that uh, the you know, it's up to us to go out there and make the market what we want it to make. We control the market by our actions and our activity. So I, th I think the key is to stay focused uh, on what it is stay focused on number one, your ultimate goal. And it doesn't matter what the market is doing, supposedly. The market is not really global. The real estate market is local. What's happening on your street, in your city, in your community, in your county, in your parish? What's happening there? <clears throat> what can you do as an individual agent or investor? What can you do? What action can I take today that will help me get closer to my goals? And uh, we can take action every day that will help us move closer to our goals, whether that's listing homes, whether that's helping buyers find homes, whether that's flipping homes, whether that's investing in real estate property. There's always opportunities if we have the ability to see it. So the key skills, some of the key skills, I think, number one, ignore the media. Number two, develop the ability to see opportunities. Uh, open your eyes. They're all around if you're able to see them. We just have to develop that skill of seeing what's here that I can take advantage of that will move me closer to my goal. Number three, stay focused on your goal. Um, a couple of years ago, I was out sailing with my uncle Bill. He, he loved to sail. He's an incredible sailor. And uh, I, I'd never been on a boat before, but we were out in the ocean and we're coming back in. He says, would you like to, to steer? And I said, sure. He said, now see that? And he pointed to a landmark. He said, that's where we're heading. So I took the wheel and I noticed that I had to keep turning right and left, right and left. It was, it was like I, I wasn't on a straight line. I was zigging and zagging all the way to the shore. It's because the current was trying to push me off course. The same thing is happening in the world right now. There's going to be circumstances and conditions are going to try to push you off course. So you have to zig and zag a little bit, but you stay focused on that end in mind that you have your goals. You're focused on that. And you may say, well, I got to shift a little bit over here. Now I got to go back over here a little bit. Now I got to correct back, but you're always making forward progress 
to that goal that you're focused on. So maybe it means, okay, today I've got to uh, spend a little more time in uh, connecting with people. In fact, I would encourage uh, all real estate, all people in sales, all people who depend on other people, be out there every day letting people know, hey, I'm in business, this is what I do. How can I help you? If you know someone I can help, I'm here to help them. Uh, how can I get my name out there? Do I need to cut back? I need to change my advertising maybe. I may, may need to spend more here versus over here. I may need to spend more time doing stuff. I may need to go knock on doors and you know introduce myself to you know three strangers a day and say, hey, I sell real estate. You thought about selling your house? You want to move somewhere? I've got friends who, if you're moving to you know, Oregon, I've got friends in real estate in Oregon, I can hook you up with them and they'll find you just the right house. And then you get on uh, the website with your organization. You say, hey, who's in Oregon that wants to lead? And there's usually a, uh, a referral fee that goes with that. So there are always things we can do if we're willing to make it happen. The key is to know our goal, what it is we're going after, to know why we're doing it, and to stay focused no matter what happens and realizing that uh, we may have to adjust what we're doing a little bit, but we don't have to give it up and just sit out. In fact, for those who stay in the game during this time, you're going to come out way ahead of all the people who sit back and say, well, just wait till things get good again. Uh, no, nah, that's not going to happen for them. If they're just going to dip in when it's good, they're going to be losing all the time. But if you're staying in when things are tough, and people know, hey, we can count on Kobe, we can count on Steve or Bill or Bob or Jane or whoever. They'll know that you're there and, and, and they'll stay with you. So uh, that's a couple pieces of mindset advice. Oh, that's that's great advice, Steve. And I think I think agents needs to they need to hear this. And then, I mean, not just for like this current market condition or what <clears throat> might or might not happen with with a crash, right? You know, it's, that's just a buzz, but like this is just adversity in general because there's there's people that there's individual adversity as well as i mean like this is we're talking about like more macro kind of level you know overall market mm -hmm. shift but i mean this is very relevant to like an individual entrepreneur and individual agent as well where you know they're <clears throat> they might be struggling they might be having a bad month they could be going through potentially personally uh personal issues crises different things like that and it's just how you react uh, to these situations because, you know, the world around you didn't stop <laughs> for you, but you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, but it is up to you. And that's, that's where we always talk, you know, a lot of the big mindset kind of influencers talk about, you know, you have the control. Yeah. You have the control because you get to react, not mm -hmm. necessarily respond right mm -hmm. to, to the situation. Cause when you start responding, like you said, you know, if you're, you know, in that same example, you're, you're, you're steering the ship, you know, you respond uh, you know, the, the, everybody's kind of natural instinct is to just go path of least resistance. So you, you just go with the current and then, you know, before, you know, you kept responding, responding, you're, you know, you, you've sailed all the way to India, Yeah. <laughs> you know, who knows, right. But like, you know, sure. you're, you're nowhere near where you were going before, but so it, it is so important. Like you said, the, the basis of a strong mindset is to know exactly what you want to do. And know your why and have it be strong enough that you're you're always going to willing to go go with it and not just let outside circumstances kind of knock you off your path right mm -hmm. so. exactly and um you know if you're going through tough times it's important to reach out and get help and, and to get help from the right person uh, and that's that's where a, a coach can, can be really helpful now sometimes now a coach is not a counselor, is not a psychologist, uh, but a coach is someone who is devoted to you as a client. It's not the coach's agenda, it's the client's agenda. So if you're struggling and you have self-doubt, um, and I'm, I'm speaking as Steve now, I don't wanna go to my wife and dump on her that, hey, I have all this doubt and I'm really scared uh, she doesn't need to hear that from me. It's, it's like it, it, she's going to panic and then we're both panicked and then we're paralyzed. We're, we're not going to take any action. So I need a safe place to go say, hey, I've got these self-doubts. And the coach can be a really good person to go to and say, hey, I've got these self-doubts. And, and the coach is going to be there to say, 
well, why is it you're doing this again? Remind me why you're you're doing this. Okay, and what is the vision? And what are the opportunities? What would you do if you didn't know what you could do? Uh, what's here that you haven't considered doing before that might work? What's the action that you would take if you weren't afraid? Well, maybe that's the action you need to take right now. So having the right person to go to um, is key. And, and if you need accountability again, the best person is not the closest to you because if it's the closest person to you, it can come across as nagging. It's like, well, did you call, you know, 10 people today? No, well, why didn't you? It's like, well, leave me alone. You know, I'm, I'm tired. You know, it's like, but the coaches will say, now, what was your goal? What was your activity? How important is this to you? Uh, what was what was the cause? Why, why did you not follow through today? And it's not going to be uh, shaming or nagging. It's going to be, okay, Steve, let's get you back on course. This is, you're designed for better. You're capable of better. You desire better. You didn't live up to your full capacity today, but tomorrow's a new day. You can make tomorrow better. So what action will we take tomorrow to get back on course? What's the action you're going to take? So uh, that's, that's where a good coach can come in as far as helping you stay on course and to deal with those self-doubts and, and to realize, okay, I'm overreacting to this. Uh, I was listening to too much negativity. I forgot, I lost sight of my vision temporarily. I, I forgot I was aiming for this. I got distracted by this thing over here and all of a sudden I'm, I'm way off course and I was supposed to get here and that's where I really wanna go, but I'm going over here now. So what do I do? It's like, well, we'll start getting you back on course. And, and so that's what coaching can do for an individual. Yeah, I really like that you brought that up. Um, you know, the, the importance of coaching and uh, finding it and how to find a coach. I mm -hmm. think that's that's a really good point because I mean, a lot of people think they want to find somebody that they might already know, uh, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, which is good. Uh, they want to find a coach, maybe it's somebody in their life, in their circle, that's, uh, you know, somebody they look up to, they admire, or maybe it's a, <clears throat> maybe it's a friend. Um, but what do you, I mean, like, based on what you said, do you think it's just better for somebody to, you know, when they're, when they're picking a coach, right? So how, how, how does someone pick a coach? Is, is it just better for somebody to look kind of outside their circle almost, you know, maybe this is somebody that's not, they're not as acquainted, not as acquainted with as, you know, maybe their friends or somebody that's in their kind of like daily lives. This, this needs to be somebody who's almost coming in and mm -hmm. not necessarily like disrupting, like, their their norm but like almost like that where they're it's this is a new person with a new mindset because if you're just surrounding yourself with the same people they could be coaching you but you know you, you're just hearing the same thing right so is that mm -hmm. kind of what your viewpoint is as well this needs to be somebody from the outside yeah i think i think too we have to be you know understand what a coach is and understand what we're looking for so coaching is a term that's really thrown around a lot today and a lot of times people are calling themselves a coach and they're not. They, they're, they're an instructor, they're a trainer, they're a facilitator. Uh, for example, if, if I have a lot of expertise, maybe I'm a subject matter expert, subject matter expert and, and you come to me and say, well, you know, how do I do marketing? And I say, we well, do this, this, and this. Uh, or maybe I'm a trainer and I say, okay, this is how you uh, build your database and you follow these steps and we're gonna take you through these modules and we're gonna call this a coaching program. Well, it's not really a coaching program, it's a training program and it's valuable. Uh, and I'm not saying anything against those. Sometimes, you know, if you want to know how to build your database, there are great coach, you know, real estate trainers out there who offer those uh, courses. If you wanna know how to do cold calling or list uh, expires, there are people who can train you how to do that. So that's a trainer. Uh, then there are those who are, like I said, the coaching uh, subject matter experts who will tell you how to do it. Uh, there are mentors who will say, this is how I did it, which may or may not work for you because maybe they'll say, I got on the phone and I called, you know, you know, 200 people a day. Well, that was back before the do not call list came out. And, and so now you can do that, but you're just going to, you know, get hung up on and or, uh, answering machines or do not call. So it may not work, but it worked for them. And it was valuable then, but it's not gonna to work today. 
Uh, so know what it is you're looking for. Uh, a true coach is someone who's, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a coach is someone who's 100% committed to you and your vision. They don't have a hidden agenda of their own. Uh, a, a powerful coach knows how to ask powerful questions. I use the word powerful two times in a row like that. But a good coach can ask powerful questions that will reveal to you what you really know, but maybe have been afraid to express. So a good coach is going to help you identify uh, your values, your goals, your whys, uh, your longings, and they're going to listen intently to hear what's there and what's not there. Uh, and listening, <clears throat> actively listening is a very difficult skill to learn, especially for most of us today, because we're, we usually listen and say, okay, as soon as they stop talking, I'm going to say this. Um, a coach doesn't do that. A coach is, is listening with their whole body and reading a lot of times body language and listening for intent and fears and helping to surface those and then helping the client go for their goals. So a, a true coach is focused on you getting to the future that you really want for yourself. And it's also sort of like in, as an agent, as a real estate agent, we always get these ethics courses we have to take every couple of years. As an agent, you're working in a fiduciary uh, manner with your client. A lot of agents forget that. A coach is in a fiduciary agent really too, because as a fiduciary, I'm not in it for what's best for me. I'm in it, I'm in it for what's best for my client. What is in my client's best interest? If, if they're selling their house, my client wants to get the most money for their house they can get. Uh, if they're buying a house, my client guess, wants to get the most house they can for the least amount of money. And so if I'm working with that client who wants to buy a house for the least amount of money, as an agent, I can't slip in there and say, well, I can get more commission on this one if they buy this one. Uh, it's not about how much commission you're going to get. It's they want the best house for the least money. Does this other house serve them better, even though you make less money? Yes. Then give them, you know, get them to that house and get them in it because that's in their best interest. That's what they're paying you to do to look after their best interest. That's what a coach is for you in your personal life. So they're not there to say, well, let's, how long can we drag this on? It's like, how far does this person want to go? How fast can we get them there? I'm here as long as they need me, but if they don't need me, I don't want to keep them any longer than they need to be here. Yeah, it's also like personal growth. Uh, John Maxwell shared that when he was getting started, he, he thought, how long is this going to take? Then it got to the point that he realized, wait a minute. It's not how long it's going to take. It's like, how far do I want to go? You know, I get to set the end bar. So if I don't want to stop here, I keep going. So we get to set the end bar. How far do we want to go? And who can help me get there? So uh, again, that's that's sort of a brief overview of, of coaching. Yeah, and it, <laughs> right. I love that you said that it's not um, it's not you know how long is this going to take? It's how far it's going to go, especially when it comes to, like personal growth. It's not like how long it, it's a continual thing in my opinion like you just want to stop growing as a person <laughs> that's you know when, when somebody asks like you know how long does personal growth personal development take i'm like well really the rest of your life right i mean <laughs> you probably agree with this as well like you know you just you want to keep growing and there's always something that you can learn from somebody a new idea that just pops up and then you can act on that idea as well but Picking a coach, it's it's you know it's, it's so important. So let's let's go back to the uh, the the original kind of question subject here. But it's so important. Um, I think you know as a lot of real estate agents are listening to this, uh, a lot of them are are leaders, like team leaders as well. Mm -hmm. uh, or even if, if they don't lead a team, they could have like a a, a staff of like two or three mm -hmm. you know assistants, transaction coordinators, or maybe just two or three buyers agents or something like that. So in a way, they're they're almost like a coach right like a business owner mm -hmm. who has teams under them who has organizations under them are, are almost in a way like like a coach or they need to get their teams through this the you know this whatever you want to call it recession shift they need to get their their teams through up up markets without them going you know too too much on cloud nine but also through the through the down markets as well without everybody just falling apart so 
And from someone who hasn't kind of been in that position before, it has been almost propelled to it or they're, they just find themselves kind of in this position for the first time. Maybe they've had a team in the past, you know, year, two years, three years in, in the good market, right? That we just, that we just, that we just got, off, got, got out of, right? And, and, but they're now facing this for the first time. What would be like your advice for a new leader kind of coming into this? Because for them, it's the first time as well. But they need to not only get themselves through it, but they, they need to get everybody that they're accounted accountable for through it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, part of this starts before the the shift, the pivot happens, and uh, <clears throat> so ideally, we realize up front that hey, <clears throat> things are good right now, but it's not going to stay this way forever. So just because we made lots of money doesn't mean we spend all that money right now. We need to you know, put some of it aside for future expenses because we'll need it. Uh, we need to allocate certain amounts for marketing, advertisement to allocate certain amounts for uh, salaries, for paying people, uh, self-development, business expenses. We need to have that part taken care of and not just say, hey, let's go buy new cars for everybody. Uh, and spend it all. Well, you know, what happens when the, the well runs dry? The cars go back um, or they just rust in the parking lot. I, I think it's key. Some of the keys are realizing that there are always, always are cycles and be prepared for those. Uh, I, th- I think it's important as leaders that we do develop our leadership skills so that we can handle more. <clears throat> I want to touch on this just a little bit. It does relate to your question. Uh, there is one that find that foundational laws of leadership is called the law of the lid. Uh, the law of the lid says that whatever my leadership ability is will limit my success. So if on a scale of one to 10, my leadership ability is a five, <clears throat> my success will be never be any greater than a four. So I can keep putting out more and more effort and try to get that success level to go up. But the easier thing is for me to increase my skills so that I can lead more. Let me give you an example of that. Uh, and, and we'll take the, uh, the janitorial industry. Uh, I, I've known individuals who were owners and they would get to a certain level of billing, uh, 30,000 a month in billing. And, and then something would happen. You know, they would they would lose a, they would gain a new client, but then they would lose one, or they would they would hire a bunch of people, then they would lose a bunch of people, and they never seem to break that thirty thousand a month barrier. Others, you know, they're doing fifty thousand a month billing, and there are people who run janitorial businesses who make who make more than a million dollars a year. So it's not the industry, it's not the business, it's the individual. What's the difference? The difference is the leadership ability of the person who's at the top. And if the person at the top cannot handle more than the 30,000 a month business, they're never going to grow more than that. Uh, But the good news is they can develop their leadership ability and then they can grow. And if they can raise their leadership skill to a level eight, they can have a success level of seven. So what are those skills we need to develop to go to the next level? Uh, those include things like uh, listening and communicating with people. Uh, as an aside, I encourage people to learn to listen. Uh, put the phone down when you're with somebody. Look them in the eye. Give them your full, full attention. Uh, think about what they're saying. Maybe formulate how you would repeat to make sure that you understood what they were saying. Uh, so learning how to listen correctly. Uh, and especially if you have children, listen to your children. Um, don't just ignore them and be on your phone when you go out to eat at the restaurant. I see that too often. It really disturbs me. You've got a family having a meal together and every one of them is on the phone ignoring each other. And I think that's just tragic. Um, but be with the person you're with, fully be with them because that person is with you. They invested their time to be there they deserve our full attention. So learn how to listen to people, learn how to communicate with people, uh, learn how to hear their heart, learn how to share the vision 
learn how to delegate, learn how to connect with other people, learn how learn skills and influence and sales and doing that for the best interest of the client, not for your best interest. Uh, so those are some of the skills there. There's team building, there's connecting, there's uh, learning how to overcome obstacles. There's lots of skill sets and they're all learnable. But as we learn those, we can make sure that we can take our leadership to a higher level. What does that mean? It means that ultimately when we face these cycles and these shifts, we're able to weather them because we're aware, we've prepared for them, we know what to do, we don't, we're not shaken by them. Uh, so, so those are the keys. Another, another key, I think, in addition to raising our leadership lid uh, and being prepared in how we allocate our funds, uh, as much as possible right now and even before now and going forward, always strive for becoming debt-free. Uh, debt is, is a prison. Whenever you owe money of any amount, you're a slave to the one who, you, who is a lender. It is amazing the amount of debt in this country right now. I, I checked the figures before we got on this podcast, Kobe. The, uh, the mortgage debt in the U.S. right now is $11.39 trillion. Now, a trillion has 12 zeros. 11.39 trillion with 12, 12 zeros. On top of that, people take out home equity lines of credit of another uh, 738, $758 billion, and with that's with nine zeros, dollars in home equity line of credit. Credit card debt, $890 billion, nine zeros. Uh, car loans, $1.47 trillion in car loans, 12 zeros on that one. Student loans, $1.75 trillion. 12 zeros. So there's a lot of debt out there. And if you have your share of that, your percentage of that, if, if you will, that's keeping you from opportunities, keeping you from business opportunities, keeping you from investment opportunities, uh, keeping you from living the life you really want to live. So one encouragement is as quickly as possible, get out of debt. There's all kinds of ways to do that. There are some amazing ways to get out of debt. Uh, out of house debt and, and, and all debt really in as little as a half to a third of the time without changing your your spending, your lifestyle drastically and not even taking out additional loans. It's, it's out there, you just have to implement it. Um, coaching is a great return on investment as well. Um, coaching studies have proven that if for every dollar spent on coaching, the return is six to seven, would be six to $7 for every dollar you spend. So it's a valuable investment. Again, you have to implement what you're told and follow what your coach says, uh, but it can have that type of return. Uh, so stewarding your finances while the times are good, avoiding debt as much as possible, uh, in, so that you can invest in assets that are appreciable, um, we're getting ready to enter a time where real estate will be providing some wonderful bargains if you're able to take advantage of them. Uh, I encourage you, if you're an investor in real estate, to take advantage of them. Uh, there are large conglomerate companies who are buying up real estate like crazy. I don't think they're having it is necessarily a good idea. I think you as an individual having it is a wonderful idea. I would rather Kobe own 10 properties than XYZ mega corporation own 5 million properties. If, if a lot of Kobe's have 10 properties, the world is in good hands. Uh, I have confidence. Uh, so in being able to invest in, in things that will go up in value. I'm not a financial expert or an advisor. Um, I've never invested in crypto. I'm a little bit afraid of it. And I think anything that is on the computer like that, you could just push a button and it's gone. It's like, oh, where did that happen? You know, what happened? Well, either somebody got it or somebody decided you didn't deserve to have it anymore, so they just erased it. But if you've got a piece of property, you can see it. You've got the deed. You own it. Not going anywhere. That thing is, is there forever. Um, so solid investments that 
you can touch, uh, you can handle that will go up in value. Uh, ownership and company stocks, uh, exchange traded funds, mutual funds, things that have value attached to them, this legitimate versus imaginary or pretend, in my opinion, now may be proven wrong. Uh, if you want to invest in crypto, I would say do it, but don't put all your money in there. I would put maybe a little bit that you don't mind losing until it proves long-term that, hey, that's a good safe place to be. Uh, but invest in things that will keep growing with you. Invest in yourself, develop your skills so that you can move forward and take advantage of the opportunities that are around so that you can grow your organization. Why settle for having an organization of 50 people if you could have an organization of 500 people and serve them equally well and you can, or maybe 5,000 people equally well and you can, or maybe 500,000 people and you can and serve them equally well. Uh, the, the money is not in the profession we choose. It's in the individual. There are people who have made millions of dollars cleaning offices. There are people who have made millions of dollars painting. There have been people who have made millions of dollars in real estate. There have been people who have made millions of dollars in plumbing. You take in any, any industry, any skill set, there, there are pastors who are making millions of dollars. They're able to add that much value to the marketplace. And that's the key. The key is in the individual. If the individual can bring the value to the marketplace, they'll have more they can they can ever want. And that, here, here's a fun exercise to do. Um, and it will reveal whether you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. Let's say I give you $1,000 today. I'm going to give you $2,000 tomorrow. I'm going to double it every day for the rest of the month. The only condition I have is you've got to spend everything I give you today to get the next days. So today you've got to spend $1,000 and I'll give you $2,000 tomorrow. Tomorrow you've got to spend $2,000. You'll get $4,000 the following day. Keep going. Every day you got to spend it the whole amount or you don't get anything the next day. Here's what you're going to find. After a certain point, you bought all the toys you want, all the houses you want, all the vacations you wanted, everything you could possibly desire. Then you're going to start helping your friends, your family members, community. You're thinking, okay, how can I give more of this stuff away? Now, that's what you're going to do if you have an abundance mindset. If you have a scarcity mindset, it's like, but I want to put it in the save it because I may need it. It's like, but you're going to have double this amount tomorrow. Well, I know, but I don't know. I just, I got to put it away and make sure it's safe. No, it's, it's continually giving, continually giving. That's where life is by continually giving. That's where, you know, letting things flow. So uh, realize that uh, money is only valuable as far as what you can do with it. And it doesn't matter what you choose as long as you're the right individual to bring the value to the marketplace. I love that. I love that, that message. That was just, that was just, uh, you know, that you just shared that the, the money really like, like we were just talking about earlier as well. I mean, the money is just the, the effect, right? It's, it's just the, it's just something that happens when, when you do the right thing, when you, when you go out there and you cultivate a lifestyle that you enjoy and you help, the people that you know your tribe right that's, that's kind of what yeah. you you're, you help your people the people that you <clears> really <throat> want to help that and needs it right so <clears throat> like you said as well like some some of these skill sets this method of thinking it, it's transcendent in industries and i think that is so valuable and so important because industries come and go right mm -hmm. like the horse-drawn carriage industry <laughs> is you know it, it's no longer existent the way that it was 100 200 years ago very right? small <laughs> Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's more of an, it's more of like an entertainment kind of, kind yeah. of deal, like in small, smaller towns, but, you know, but, you know, that's just like a very extreme example, but that industry is gone. But if, you know, you have the skill sets, then you can transcend that industry. And just like we're seeing right now, there's, there's industries that are popping up. There's industries that are, 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 are disappearing, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we don't know what's going to happen with oil and gas. We don't know what's going to happen with you know, we, we can't predict the future essentially, but you can, you can control yourself and you can control your own skill sets and control how valuable you are to the economy, to the marketplace, to the world, to other people. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, 
I always say this, it's not like how well you can do one task because a lot of these tasks that people are getting paid to do, you know, in their jobs, it's, they're not necessarily meant, <laughs> it, 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 I wouldn't say like, it's not necessarily meant for people to do, if that makes sense, right? It, mm-hmm. it, like we're, we were meant to do way more than, you know, sitting at a computer and then, fig, you know, entering data. It's it just, just an example. So. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with you, Kobe. And I, th- I think it's important. We, we can't predict the future out there, but we, we can create our own future. Uh, Stephen Kobe talks about the circle of concern and the circle of influence. And so our concern is out there. So it could be the recession, inflation. It could be COVID, monkeypox. Monkey it could be uh, falling prices, whatever. Things that we can't really do anything about ourselves, one person right now. But our circle of influence is our things we can control. So I can control what action I take today. And I can create my future. Uh, in fact, I have a responsibility to create my future. Um, either we take life as it comes and try to deal with it, or we lead our life. And, and too many people are not leading their life. So leading your life means saying, okay, this is where I want to go. These are the actions I will take to get there. These are the results I'm going for. I may not get there tomorrow, but I will keep adjusting and I will get to where I want to go. So we can create our future and the future of those around us. Maybe not for the world, but we can create our own future. And I encourage you to do that because you either live the life of your dreams or the life of your nightmares. And the nightmares come if you're just trying to settle for whatever life throws you. Jim Rohn says, if we don't plan our life, we depend on somebody else's plan. And what do you think they have planned for you? Not much. So if you want the not much plan, just kind of live your life day to day and take what happens. But if you want what you're capable of, what you're designed for, what you're meant for, you have to deliberately choose it and go after it and uh, have the supported environment. So, and just a little digression, yes, I, I encourage you to get a coach, but I also encourage you to be in community. And I know, Cubby, you have a community for your people where they can interact with each other because a coach is great for keeping you on track. A coach doesn't have all the answers. Uh, that's not their goal or purpose is to have all the answers for you. The, the coach's goal and purpose is to help you find the answers you need and to be, you know, keep you on track, help focus and help you get where you want to go. Sometimes the coach will have some ideas that will be the answers, but that's not their primary purpose. Your community, your support group, they're in the trenches with you every day. They're saying, hey, I tried this. It worked great for me. So why don't you see if it works in your market? Or I, I tried this, this, and this, utter failure. You might want to try it, but this will happen for me. So a community of people who are on the same journey is really important to, to stay focused on your task. So... I encourage you be in supportive environments, community where you can have that. Uh, guard what goes into your mind. Use your time wisely. Time is even more valuable than money. So use your time to, to your advantage, not to your detriment. Uh, I'm not saying you have to work all the time. It's important to have rest, but use your prime time for your prime activities. So coaching, community, environments, uh, how you use your time, continual growth, uh, staying the course, all these are important. Uh, listening to podcasts like this to improve your skills while you're driving, wonderful use of your time, uh, while you're out jogging, running, exercise, whatever you do, it's a great way to kind of stack things so you're getting more value per minute, whatever you do. So uh, anyway. No, these are some great tips, Steve. And I, I think that's, I mean, you've shared a lot of great, great value in this interview, this, this past hour here, which has been super, I think, super helpful for a lot of people. And if you guys are listening to this, you do find it helpful. I mean, like, just like Steve just mentioned here, you know, community and, and sharing and giving it forward, you know, there's, there's somebody in your life. And I, I kind of, I challenge you to do this. If you, if you find this helpful, 
is, you know, sharing this with one person that's in your life that you can, you think will also benefit from, from listening to this and from getting the same value that, that you got as well, because uh, you're not the only person struggling with their, your issues. And then there's always somebody out there who might be struggling with something that you aren't as well. So that's, I think it's such an important, and it's very aligned with what we were just talking about, which is, you know, community and, and sharing as well. So I encourage you guys to do that. Uh, Steve, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, um, you know, for our listeners out there, uh, you know, you shared a lot of great tips, you know, what are some ways um, if they want to explore more into coaching and into more of what you do personally and, and what you do with, with your business, what are some ways that they can find you in the internet? What are some ways that uh, they can reach you, uh, you know, after listening to this podcast? Sure. The, uh, the best way to reach me would be uh, via my website properly, uh, which is stevelouis.com, S-T-E-V-E-L-E-W-E-Y, stevelouis.com. And perhaps you could put a, a link in the comments or something or the uh, yep. Kobe. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, okay. That would be great. So reach out to me there. Uh, I'm trying to be better about being on Facebook and, and posting more value there. Uh and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Now there is a Steve Louis who is a, probably a relative that I've never met on the other side of the country who is in healthcare. And I think one is in engineering. Uh, that's not me, but I'm on there as a, a John Maxwell team coach. You can reach out to me there as well. Uh, Facebook is, is fine or the website. Um, so I'm here to help you any way I can. Uh, I would love to do that and uh, share resources with you. And uh, in fact, um, I don't have this on the, the site yet, Kobe, but uh, what I'm going to offer your listeners, if they use as a code, Kobe, K-O-B-E, uh, as a, a code, I'll give you a discount on uh, any of the programs that, that we have available. On, but that information will be uh, available to you as well. I'd like to say this as we close up, Kobe, um, it maybe embarrass you a little bit, but I hope not. Uh, if you're listening to this and, and you're a real estate agent and not on Kobe's team and you're thinking, maybe I need to make a change. Uh, yes, there are a lot of the XP sponsors that are available for you to uh, uh, come on board with. Uh, what you will find is that, unfortunately, some well-meaning agents are wanting to sponsor you just to get the override from anything you do. Uh and, and they, they, everything looks good. I'm not calling names. Um, but what is presented in the marketing may not be what the reality is. Uh, if you're looking to join a good team where you'll have that type of support and that type of community, I really encourage you to reach out to Kobe. Uh, I found him to be someone who is very responsive and getting back to you. I think he would be able to help provide the type of community you would find that would be beneficial to you. And I, I think you would not go wrong by partnering up with him uh, as you choose to explore a career with EXP Realty. It's a great organization. I'm not within the organization right now, but if I were, I would be with EXP uh, because they are just shaking the market up like crazy and doing all the right things right, in my opinion. So I encourage you to reach out to Kobe for that. And also reach out to me if there's anything that can help you to move forward in your real estate business or whatever business you're in. Uh, there are lots of opportunities out there. I want to thank you for what you're doing already. I thank you for the impact you're making in society. And I want to encourage you to keep on doing that. Today matters. Make it count. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you for uh, for sharing that uh, <laughs> with, with my audience. So I don't, I don't like to do a lot of uh, like personal promotion promoting myself so it's, it's great to hear from you know from from you that uh you know you, you think that and, and I, I truly appreciate it and i'm i'm super grateful that we got connected and we had the chance to sit down here this morning for for this podcast and be able to uh share share the value that you you were able to share so thank you so much steve for doing this and if you guys are listening to this podcast make sure to uh go to steve's website if you think he can help you which i believe he can uh, use the use the discount code that he just uh, he just shared. It's, it's my first name, K O B E. 
But other than that, uh, Steve, is there any lasting thoughts, uh, any last messages you want to you wanna share with the, with the audience? I think you wrapped it up pretty well, but if, if there's anything else that you want to share, uh, you can do so uh, right now. I think uh, I would just repeat what I, I just said. Uh, I truly value each of your listeners and the, and the impact you're making today. Uh, I encourage you to keep doing that. I, I think, I truly think that you are the backbone of the economy. Do not let the news media shake you. Do not pay attention to the gloom and doom. Uh, ignore it. Uh, just close your ears to that. Be about the purpose that you're here for. The potential is unlimited. Go for it. You can do it. I believe in you and your vision. I'm here to help you accomplish that as much as I can. So go out today and make today an amazing day. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yep. Thank you so much, Steve. And for the listeners tuning in, thank you again for listening. And I will see you next week. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Free Life Agents Podcast. For more resources or to connect with us further, please visit our website, www.freelifeagents.com. We'll see you next time.